Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. So we have looked at these 10 features that makes up the image of God in man. And today we want to look at the question that was the image of God in humanity, was it destroyed by sin? Okay, now I was contemplating, do we wait until we talk about the fall? But I thought this is a good place to just discuss it. So we've just discussed these 10 features that makes up the image of God in man. Then the question today is, in the fall, was this image of God in man, was it destroyed? Was it eradicated? In other words, we can ask ourselves, the sinners, does sinners still bear the image of God? And if they do, in what way? In what way is it different from when God created Adam and Eve in the first instance? I think to help us, I think it would be nice for us to just look at the 10 features that we want. We went through before. Human, our capacity to speak, to write, to be creative, our gifts of reasoning, our free capacity to make rational choices, our ability to choose between right and wrong, the fact that humanity possesses conscience and can experience heartfelt emotion, the capacity, the unique capacity that humanity has to worship, that inherent religious inclination and desire to worship, and finally, the fact that humanity <clears throat> excuse me, possesses an immortal soul. So these were the 10 features that we went through that makes up the image of God in man. Now, for us to answer the question that we have posed, remember the question we are asking ourselves, what happened to the image of God in the fall? Now, I know we've not really come to talk about the fall, but now that we've talked about the image of God in man, this is as good a time to talk about this question. What happened to that image of God in man in the fall? Did sin eradicate? Did sin eradicate the image of God in humanity? Does sinners today, do they still bear the image of God? And if they do, in what way has it changed? In what way is it different from the image of God as Adam and Eve experience or bear it. Let's read Genesis chapter 1 again, verses 26 to 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them now that is when god said let us create man in our image so for us to answer the question we posted at the beginning of this teaching we are going to look at some number of way to answer it the first thing we need to look at in answering this question remember the question was the image of god in humanity destroyed by sin does the sinner still bear the image of God? And in what form, in what shape or fashion does sinner bear the image of God? So number one, 
when we read where we've read in that Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 27 we'll see that it is all mankind that was created in the image of God the language that we read in Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 27 tend to suggest that God was not just referring to Adam and Eve when God said let us create man let us create humanity in our own image and after our own likeness. The sense of that verse, of those two verses, the sense is that God wants to create a group of people, a race of people, if we can call it that way, that God wants to create just like he has created a set of animals, set of plants, set of fishes. The, the sense there is that God wants to create a new set of people, so the language there was give you the sense that God wanted a group of people called humanity and God was going to create them in his own image and after his own likeness. So that is the first approach to that question that God's desire in the first place is that all humanity will be created in the image of God and after his likeness. Number two. When we read through the scripture, you will see that the image of God does not actually refer to some sort of spiritual state that was totally lost at the time of man's fall. When you look through the scripture and when you look in Genesis chapter 1, you will see that when God said, let us create man in our own image and after like our own likeness, the sense there is that God wants this to be an enduring nature of this group of people that are going to be called humanity. That this was not a form of perfection that humanity will lose by reason of one thing or another. I mean, we will see that God was aware that man was going to fall, okay? God was aware that this was going to happen, okay? That man was going to fall. Indeed, if the image of God in humanity referred to a sinless or perfect, perfect state, then it will have been lost in the fall and man will no longer be called the image of God. God knew man was going to be lost, but God wants this image of God in man on humanity to be something that is an enduring character, an enduring nature of humanity. Because the truth is that if it was possible for the image, for the image of God in man to be totally lost, why will God create man? in an image that will require a spiritual perfection when God knew beforehand that man was going to sin and thereby lose that image. You know, that was not the testimony of the scripture. The testimony of the scripture is that number one, God created man in his own image to be an enduring nature of humanity. God knew that human was going to fall, but God also knew that is creating humanity to have this image of God in him and her as an enduring character. And we need to understand that man, humanity could not be sinner if he or she was still not in God's image. And I'm going to say a little bit of that as we go ahead. Sinning presupposes rationality and voluntary decision on the part of humanity. And we, you remember that we said that our capacity to make rational decision is actually part of the image of God in humanity. Okay, so let's move on now to number three. We are looking at this question and we are approaching it from various angles. 
remember our number nine features when we went through these nine features that features where we said that man have this capacity and this inclination this inherent religious inclination and desire to worship throughout history we see humanity demonstrate the fact that they are god's image in their desire to want to worship okay man sacrifices throughout the patriarchal ages submitting to the commandment of god the desire to bring sacrifices to god and history is actually full of the fact that regardless of how isolated and how primitive or how advanced humanity has been he has always always sought to worship a higher being in one form or the other it may be worshiping god of of rock god of iron god of thunder or even god of you know contemporary ideology or may even worship self as god we see that man as always has that desire and this capacity to want to worship and that capacity to want to worship shows us that that image of god in man was not lost when man fell in the beginning so we have looked at three you know approach to this question asking ourselves was the image of god in man totally lost when man fell when humanity when the man and the woman sinned and they fell in the garden of eden number four let us read genesis chapter 9 and we are going to read verses 3 to 6 now remember this actually was a situation after man has fallen in fact this was after you know um, the flood of noah and god was talking to noah and giving him this promise he said every moving things that lives shall be food for you i have given you all things even as the green herbs but you shall not eat flesh with his life that is his blood surely for your life blood i will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast i will require it and from the hand of man from the hand of every man's brother i will require the life of man whosoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed for in the image of god he made man we saw in this portion that we've read that god is saying that it's absolutely okay to kill animal and to eat them but we are to avoid the ritualistic killing of animal we, we was talking about not eating the flesh with the blood in it but we are seeing here that god was talking to noah remember i know i'm stressing this this is after the fall god said it was absolutely okay to kill animals for the purpose of you know food and nutrition but god said however that under no circumstances was the life of a human be taken by another human under no circumstances should a man or a woman mother another man or another woman why because as we have seen before there's a difference between human soul and the souls of animal humans and animals are not in the same class the soul of animals are nothing to be compared with the soul of human they are not in the same class and when we read that genesis chapter 9 verse 6 the reason why we are not allowed to kill human as we will kill animals 
Genesis chapter 9 gave us that reason. It said the reason is because humans were created in the image of God. You see this. Remember, we are talking, this was after the fall. It's still saying that human still bears the image of God. So mother is forbidden because humanity was made in the image of God. And because even though it was after the fall, humanity still bears that image of God. And that is why God said, you must not take another man's life. Now, when we read James chapter 3, verses 8 to 9, it also underscored this fact where to cause another person is to fail to properly recognize that they are made in God's image. Let's read James chapter 3 and we read verses 8 and 9. But no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless, evil, undisciplined, unstable full of deadly poison with it we bless our lord and father and with it we cause men who have been made in the likeness of god i believe that is written from the amplified bible you can see here that just like god told them in genesis chapter 9 that you must not mother another human why because they are made in the image of god why can you kill an animal for food is because they are not made in the image of god even though animal have soul even though animal have spirit that is a life force for them they are not made in the image of god they are not in the same class as human but god said it is not the same with human you cannot mother another human another man another woman no matter their color no matter their gender, no matter their shape and size, no matter from what part of the world they came from, they are precious because they are made in God's image. And that is why it is a sin, a great sin, a grievous sin, not only in the sight of God, but in the sight of the state of the world for one human to take the life of another human, even if that human is a baby in the womb. And in the same in the same sense, the Bible says that it is a sin, it is a grievous sin for you to cause another person. And that is what we read in James chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Why? Why is it that a sin? He was talking about it. It's because that human, that man, that woman is made in the image of God. So, Concluding this, our fourth approach to our question, we must respect our fellow human, not on the ground of their color, not on the ground of their gender, but on this ground that to injure another human is to injure one who is made in the image of God. To sin against another human, either by murdering them or by slander, is reprovable on the ground of divine image being resident in that human. Praise the Lord. So we are looking at that question. What happened to the image of God in man when man sinned? We've gone through the content of this image. So what happened to that image when man and the woman sinned? Does sinners they bear the image of God in any form? And if yes, in what form? Now, let's go on. We are going to read Psalm, Psalm 8, verses 4 to 6. You remember Psalm 8, verses 4 to 6? What is man? The psalmist asks, that thou art mindful of him. 
and the son of man that thou visited him for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and thou hast crowned him with glory and honor thou made him to have dominion over the works of your hand thou hast put all things under his feet now this is the psalmist actually asking this question where does the psalm the psalmist actually referring to when he said what is man that thou you know, are mindful of him, that thou made all things. He said, you put all things under his feet. The psalmist here was taking us back to where we were coming from. It was taking us back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27, that God created man and God put everything under his feet. God created man in his own image and after his own likeness. The existing generation of man is still the same image. The psalmist that was years and years and years away from the fall was still referring back to the fact that every human, every man, every woman is created in God's image. And because of that, they are precious. They are precious. The image of God in us was not lost by the fall. Amen. Number six. Now we number six is going to take us to the New Testament. So let's read First Corinthians chapter eleven, and we are going to read verse seven. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as is the image and the glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. See what he said over there, that the man is the image of God, and we are in the New Testament now. In James. Chapter 3, verses 8 to 9. But the tongue can no more tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith cause we men, which are made in the similitude or in the image of God. You can see over there, yes, I know we've read the James before, but you can also see in that first Corinthians chapter 11, it said the man. We're talking about man humanity as a race the bible says that we are created in the image of god we are created in the image of god so the 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 new testament definitely also support you know the truth that human human were created in the image of god but not only that 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 image was not lost in the fall. Now let's read one more place and then we will stop for today. Let's read Acts chapter 17, verses 28 to 29. For in him, talking about in Christ, we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poet have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the goddess is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by earth and man's devices. Now, this is very, very important. So we saw in that first Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7, and James chapter 3, verses 8 to 9, it clearly states that all humanity in their current state are made in the image of God. And when we read that Acts chapter 17, verses 28 to 29, and it's showing us that there is a sense in which all human are offspring of God. Why? Because we were all created by him. There's a sense in which by virtue of creation, we are all offspring of God because God created each and every one of us in his own image and after his own likeness. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stop over there for today. We have considered six points 
that will help us to answer this question. Okay, was the image of God destroyed when men fell, when men sinned? And the answer to that is no. The image of God in human, the image of God in man and a woman was not lost, was not extinct because of sin. The sinner still bears the image of God. So the question we are going to then ask ourselves is, what then happened to that image in the fall? And when we come back next time by the grace of God, we are going to look at that point. And let me talk to you if you are listening to me. Something happened to all of us. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And because of that, we, were, we become subject to wrath and to judgment. But the Lord Jesus has come to provide a way of escape for us so that we can spend eternity with him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So today you can come to him, accept that you are a sinner, okay, and receive him as your savior. Ask him to come in and save you and he will. He will take the heart of stone, the dead heart of you, give you a new heart, a new spirit. It will be your Lord walk with you the rest of your life on this earth and in the new heaven and the new heart you will spend eternity with him do it today tomorrow may be too late we sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha teaching channel they will bless you thank you